Hello. Good evening. Tonight, we are joined by Ryan again. And here I am, Mr. Matinee. We're going to discuss some of Bill Murray's filmography. That's right. right. How's it going, man? Oh, I'm good. I hope that this can record okay. It just is so weird how it just starts, you know? So, yeah, but, uh, but the audience. The, yeah, it takes the whole. Uh, it takes the whole prep uh, out of it. I mean, I guess we could call on the phone, but uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it's, um, it, it takes all the prep time out of it. There's no like, okay, we're gonna, you know, like there's no like quick game plan. It's uh, boom, and you're on. Yeah, it's so strange. I just. Uh, uh, I go over the list of his movies. Um, what are what are the ones that you've seen? Well, I uh, man, my uh, my computer is being super slow. I just pulled up uh, IMDb. Uh, that that's one of the reasons for my delay earlier. Because um, there's so there's so many. Um, like, cause we could either approach it as like a uh, top five list, like we did the other day, or do you know? Cause there's like Caddyshack is is one of my favorite. Bill, oh, let's talk about Caddyshack or not Caddyshack. Yeah, sorry, let's, uh, let's go where I think his first movie is like in the late seventies. Let's go from that to um, nineteen ninety eight or so. Or, okay. Well, that's a lot of movies, but Meatballs. That's what I was looking for. Meatballs yeah. is, is is one of my favorite uh, Bill Murray movies. I think that's made in Canada. Is that his first movie? No. Uh, well, no. Let's see. He's did some shorts. Uh, he was on Saturday Night Live uh, before that. Yeah. Well, this is great. Meatballs was a great movie, and then that would become a very common role in the eighties. They would have a kind oh. of uh, yeah, the whole you're the camp movie. Yeah, the camp movie, and then also his character kind of being the leader of a group, but you know breaking the rules, but also you know that the audience likes him and and you know everything else. <laughs> the lovable schlub. Yeah. Oh, Meatballs is great. I don't think he's in any of the sequels, but that movie no. was a huge hit for him. Yeah, the uh, it, yeah, just your classic camping movie, you know, or like summer camp movie. Uh, yeah, yeah, just a, a great movie. The uh, nineteen seventy nine. So. So uh, Animal House was made in 78 with some of the other people he'd end up working with. And right. then, so, yeah, so then 79 is this. And then so his next big movie is Caddyshack. Is that right? Uh, yes. That's what it looks like. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, Caddyshack yeah. was his next, uh, you know, which are... Uh, you may be able to confirm or deny uh, this because you you know a lot more about the behind the scenes stuff. But was was it Caddyshack one? Was that one kind of a nightmare behind the scenes? 
Yeah, it was a really crazy stuff going on behind the scenes. The writer of the movie ended up going with Chevy Chase to Hawaii right when the movie was either released or a couple weeks afterwards and either killed himself or walked off of a mountain somehow. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, so that's Doug Kenny. They've made a propaganda-type film trying to explain you know, what was going on during the making of it, but I don't believe it. I think there was a lot more, even more salacious things. And um, one of the women involved in it has been, uh, you know, in hospitals and stuff through the years. She played the um, the Irish, you know, the, oh, Danny, that woman. The, the, uh, I don't remember. She's like involved with, uh, uh, she works at the snack bar, and the main guy Danny is involved with her. But then he's with uh, uh, the famous oh, God, oh uh, Maggie O'Hulahan. Yeah, Maggie O'Hulahan. Sarah she, Holcomb. Yeah, she's had a lot of issues, uh, and everyone never really explains what happened to her or what what went on. But a lot of things have come out with Bill Murray that. Uh, he either tries to date all of his co-stars or is a, is rude to a lot of them. Um, but huh. yeah, w- but with Caddyshack, what, what are your favorite, uh, what do you like uh, the best about it? Uh, the honest, honestly, I think uh, I liked uh, Caddyshack 2 the best. Yeah, Caddyshack 2 is great. I, I like Caddyshack 1 a lot. I think Caddyshack 2 is pretty underrated. Uh, it doesn't have much of the cast in it, but Caddyshack 1, I love Rodney Dangerfield. and um, Yeah, I think Caddyshack 2 is a little more kid-friendly, so I think I kind of, that that's or I could just be making shit up and for some reason it, it that was... It has your Weekend at Bernie's guy. It has uh, Jonathan Silverman from Weekend at Bernie's in a, in a big role. Okay. Um, so that's his first couple movies. He gets off to a really big start. And then I'm um, thinking, yeah. Stripes right after that. Oh, three really big movies. So Stripes, he leads in it and he gets all the, a lot of acclaim. Harold Ramis uh, is in it with him and they become uh, friendly and that will lead to a lot of other stuff. But uh, they ma- he makes two movies that I've never seen. I think I've seen parts of them. One called Razor's Edge and uh, another one called Where the Buffalo Room, right around this time, I think. Yes. Yeah, uh, Where the Buffalo Room. Uh, oh, uh, the Razor's Edge was a little bit later. Oh, later, right. Okay. Uh, the, uh, that, one, that one was uh, uh, Razor's Edge was right after Ghostbusters. Right after Ghostbusters? Oh, wow, 1985. Wow, or four. Uh, uh, Crazy. So, uh, we, we can talk about stripes. I I uh, got the DVD I, recently. I, I really enjoy that movie. I don't think I actually saw stripes. Uh, I think that's one of the uh, few Bill Murray movies I missed out on. You know, it's so weird about it. It has so many people from the eighties, but no one ever really just that Bill Murray's in it. But John Candy. John Larkett, uh Judge Reinhold has a pretty good part. And oh, no. uh, yeah, PJ Souls from Halloween. 
And um, I think that the parts with John LaRiquette, a lot of them were cut out of it. And I'm not sure why. Weird. That, that'd be interesting to uh, to go into. Because like, there are... A, a, that happened a lot. Or that and that does happen a lot. Like where you'll shoot uh, tons of scenes and then just for some reason the way the story goes, however it gets edited, uh, your parts just completely cut out. It's, yeah, uh, you know. it's really weird. It's really weird. I think John LaRiquette... That happened to him in Summer Rental as well. There's this kind of odd scene in Summer Rental where they're going to the movies and they don't have their money and John LaRiquette pays for their tickets. Um, but, you know, he's not in any other part of the movie. It's such a strange part. Um, uh, so that's with uh, Stripes. Now, I think Stripes, I, you know, in talking of learning about the Police Academy movies, uh, it, they didn't really say that it was a direct influence, but I think that that one is a big influence because I think John LaRoquette and Warren Oates are kind of playing, you know, kind of like a Lazar type guy. And uh, uh, so, so it, it predates uh, Police Academy and it is similar. Because I think the Steve Gutenberg character in Police Academy movies was a, a, a lot based around the, the Stripes guy. Okay. The, yeah. Okay, and uh, Ivan Reitman was Ivan Reitman involved with any of the Police Academy movies at all? No, I don't. I don't no. think so. Um, I I didn't. I I gave a quick look on his IMDb page. It didn't see anything, but I was just wondering if that uh, happened to also be one of the connect to be a connection between uh, Police Academy and. Uh, yeah, and right. Stripes, other than just kind of plot and, and sort of uh, themes, you, you know, yeah. which. Yeah, at the time of making Stripes, they wanted to make Ghostbusters, I think, immediately and have Eddie Murphy in it. And but he couldn't break it, some kind of contract with Paramount. And then they wanted to have John Candy in Ghostbusters. So. Originally, they wanted to have Ghostbusters be ready, I think, for the winter of 1983. Uh, but because of so many different delays, uh, the, in fact, they didn't even know that Harold Ramis would play that role. They didn't know he would play any role, but it ended up being that Harold Ramis was so popular from uh, Stripes that they wanted to have, put him in more uh, of the or you know. You know okay, instead of just writing it. They they were like uh, they made him they made him star in it. Yeah. No, uh, I Egon Doctor Egon Spangler it was uh, you know is might be one of my favorite Ghostbusters. I like uh, I like yeah. Spangler. It could have just been because uh, I had glasses as a kid and he had glasses. <laughs> I love Egon so much. It's just so weird to hear. That Bill Murray and him, obviously, they worked together in Stripes. They worked together on these two ones, the Ghostbusters. But I, I guess during Ghostbusters 1 and 2, they started having some issues. And then they culminate more in the making of Groundhog Day. And I'm not too sure what. I was thinking maybe Bill Murray wasn't happy that Egon was so well-liked as a character. But 
I don't know. And now Harold Ramis is gone, but I, I know that they had taught for uh, many years after Groundhog Day. It's such a strange story. Right. That is, yeah, that is weird. Uh, and, you know, because uh, some of, uh, yeah, kind of yeah, makes you wonder. Like, because it was it just egos colliding or. No, you I know, think, I, I, is I think, Bill Murray a dick? <laughs> I, think <laughs> like, that's true. I think it's, I, I think he's, a, that there's a lot of problems because, okay, so after Ghostbusters, uh, it's a huge hit. They make Razor's Edge. I think he just stopped working for a while. He, like 86, 87, 88, I don't think he's doing too much. He like Scrooge. Um, he was in Little Shop of Horrors in 86, but I don't remember him in that. Me neither. It must be a smaller role than even Steve Martin. So that's, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah, the I, next big yeah. thing was Scrooge in 88. Yeah, I think Sony really was pushing for Ramis and him to get, you know, Ghostbusters 2 made in 86, 87, all that time. And I don't know what was going on with Bill Murray. I think uh, Ivan Reitman made legal eagles and that didn't do well or i i you know, no one likes that movie much um yeah i don't think i ever saw it or yeah yeah it's just some weird movie i don't why would he make it in between I, he just didn't want to make ghostbusters 2 right away so he makes um twins and legal eagles in between the two and then they're ready to make part two and i'm thinking during part two, there must have been some issues, and uh, they got resolved, and then there was more issues for Groundhog Day. Um, but, okay, um, going back now, so we talked about that. Let's... Uh, uh, yeah, because Scrooge was right before Ghostbusters 2. Uh, Ghostbusters 2 is in 89. Um, Scrooge is like December of uh, 88. 88. Yeah, did you see that one? Uh, I saw that one in theaters. No, I didn't see that one in the theaters. I feel maybe it's a little bit before its time, but, but I don't really like his character, though, even though you're supposed to like him at the end. I feel that he's just kind of, uh, he's too angry still at the end, and it, it doesn't make sense they made this change. So Yeah. Um, that's Karen... Uh, Karen Allen uh, in a pretty big role, and uh, Richard Donner directed that one. It didn't. It wasn't a good fit. Uh, yeah, it was. Scrooged was never one of my uh, favorite uh, Bill Murray movies. Like, I, I didn't like hate it or anything, but I just, it, you know, it, it uh, just wasn't. Uh, wasn't up there for me. Yeah, um, all during the 80s, I'm wondering if there were roles that he was interested in and didn't go for. I've heard that he was going to play the role in Bird on a Wire, uh, the Mel Gibson movie. Um, okay. I've never heard that for sure, just a rumor. And um, so that's him in a nutshell. And now we're approaching Ghostbusters 2. Now, yep. you, and I, you and I both really enjoy uh, this movie. And uh, do you feel it's better than the first one? No, I don't feel it's better. 
the uh, I I like it as much. Um, the I like it the same. Like I don't know because the Ghostbusters are are such fascinating characters. I really just like anything in that world, though, to be honest, uh, with those characters. Yeah, I really like the I like both of them a lot. Um, I would always kind of watch both of them at the same time, usually. Yeah, I really wish there was some good commentary for them, but he's Ivan Reitman's busy. I guess he's going to make Twins Part Two, and uh, it doesn't seem like Sony does too much to preserve their uh, their legacy, except just try to make new movies off of the Ghostbusters. Um, yeah, I. Uh... I hope. I mean, I hear the new. I heard Ghostbusters Afterlife is is uh, supposed to be very good, um, and so I'm wondering if Dan. Yeah, fingers crossed. I wonder if uh, I really like Dan Aykroyd's character a lot. Um, I wonder if. He's oh yeah, dead. me too. He's well. Uh, you hear his voice in the commercial in the trailer for it. Yeah. I guess they just didn't want to have him be an old man in it and all that, but maybe they'll have him as a ghost or something, and he'll be a helpful ghost. Like a, a uh, well, the rumor is uh, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, and, er and Ernie Hudson are in it, suited up for a minute. Oh, that's great. Well, I, I would just like to know what happened to those characters. You know, I mean, because he's a she has a child out of wedlock with the person. And then he starts getting involved with her, and he's got this this uh, this stepson. That you know, if they do get married, how that would work out, and if they stay together or not. But I don't know if Sigourney Weaver will even be mentioned. I'm not sure. But um, yeah, I'm. That would be. Uh, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> that would. Yeah, that would be be fun. I. Uh, but Ghostbusters 2, I do really like it. Um, the, uh, you know, the uh, the sewer scenes towards the end are always very, uh, you know, iconic. Yeah, they're just great. The Carpathian, all the different things in it. And uh, obviously, number one is a classic. Um, I, I believe that he made Ghostbusters 2, and part of the deal was oh, I'd be able to direct a movie. And then so his next movie, at least his next big one, is Quick Change. And that was part of his uh, his deal. Um, and okay. I've not... I didn't see Quick Change, I don't think. Yeah. I didn't see it in the theaters. I remember the posters and seeing it on cable many times and then a couple of years ago, I just don't think I like it. I, I, uh, I just don't think I like the movie. I don't think there's that many good laughs in it. Um, I think that it's all kind of overdone and that his character is kind of rude or it just doesn't really make sense with the Gina Davis character, why she'd be wanting to go around with these robberies. Um, but right. Randy, yeah, Randy Quaid's good in it and uh jason robards but he seems like he's just uh 
lacking charisma in the movie. Um, but so that's yeah, what, yeah. That for everyone out there, that's a 1990 movie where he's robbing banks wearing a, a clown outfit and. Uh, they're on the subway a lot. It's in New York. It, not, not really the best movie. Um, his but next, his yeah. next one was really Ooh. good. Oh, yeah. This one's great. Uh, it was May of 1991, I believe. Um, this is yep. what about Bob, right? That is correct, sir. Oh, good Lord. Ryan, Frank Oz movie. Yeah, what do you think about this? It, 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 from him having no charisma to him just basically dominating every scene. It's a, it's a completely different movie. <laughs> yeah, it hits like I mean I think a lot of it uh, can be attributed to Richard Dreyfus. Uh, by them acting like because Richard Dreyfus is such a good actor, and so he's probably you know, giving Bill Murray exactly what he's wanting out of the situation to, uh, you know, to pull off the performances. Yeah, it's just great. Um, just seeing him, and, you know, with Richard Dreyfus, he had just made Stakeout a couple of years earlier, and he's, he's just great in Stakeout, and he's having to deal with Emilio Estevez and all the different stuff going on with that. So it was a good training for him. And, um, I mean, the scenery, uh, supposedly it takes place in, I think, New Hampshire, but it really is filmed in Virginia. Um, and I, all the different people, the small town people, the different things going on, I, I feel that it must have been, uh, I, I've heard, you know, the screenplay had been around for a while and that there's been a variety of people that were going to be in it. It was going to be Chevy Chase, I think, playing the... Um, Bob. Uh, yeah, the, the Bob role. And Steve Martin playing the Richard Dreyfus. Um, oh, that would be... That I was going to say, Steve yeah. Martin playing Bob would be fun. That would have been really fun. Oh, man, there's so many ones. I, think <laughs> like, I fucking love Steve Martin, man. The, yeah. uh, the not to derail, but yeah, seeing it would be interesting seeing him as as uh, Richard Dreyfuss's character, but Steve Martin would play would play a great Bob. Yeah, and Martin Short was going to do this. Or I think Captain Ron he plays the same kind of thing in Captain Ron. So it's it's interesting to think all the different incarnations the movie was going through, and. Um, uh, now they've discussed making a, a, I don't like when they do this, but like a black version. So having Kevin Hart and someone else be uh, in, in What About Bob? The, uh, why can't they just do an original? I know. Well, why can't it be? <laughs> it would be so much funnier. Why, why does it have to be all black or all white? I don't, I don't get that either. Yeah. Why, why can't it? it you can't make another comedy about a similar topic, you know, about an, you know, inappropriate relationship with a uh, therapist. Like, why can't they just make a new one and like let Kevin Hart kill it? Yeah, he's 
he's trying to make a great outdoors and he's trying to make a what about Bob. It just seems like you should just make new movies. Was, I mean, what about Bob was a huge hit, but uh, I mean, it's just like, uh, I don't know if that would be a huge hit. <laughs> yeah, I would like to see an original one by Kevin Hart to be yeah. though, like, uh. Like a similar movie, original. Hopefully, they won't call it "What About Bob." What about uh, Malik or something? What about Malik? <laughs> well, uh, what about Kevin? Yeah, well, this was a huge hit. I remember seeing this movie in theaters, and it was crowded. And when he's on the lake and he's sailing, and people are, uh, you know, I feel good, I feel great, I feel excellent, I take baby steps. This movie is really caught on. It's beyond Ghostbusters, one of those movies that have really caught on as far as being a comedy. Right. Yeah. Um, so offhand, I think his next one is Groundhog Day. Is does he do anything in two? No, no. Uh, he went straight from What About Bob to Groundhog Day. Uh, two years later, Groundhog Day came out in '93. Uh, wow, February '93. Yeah, I must confess, I am in the like. This isn't my favorite movie. Like, uh, I was honestly a little disappointed. I thought it when I the first time I saw it. Um, so this isn't my. Uh, I don't love it like everyone else does, but yeah, I do think it's a good it, movie. Yeah. You, you saw it after years of hearing about how people liked it and stuff. No, I saw it within uh, the first year of it coming out. I saw it pretty quickly. Wow, that's pretty rare. Most times people say they don't like it after uh, years. And this one, what do you not like? Maybe is Andy McDowell or his something with his character you don't like, maybe. I, I think I was expecting it to be a little more... Uh, I, like ha ha funny instead of situation funny. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Like I think I was expecting it to be a little more like what about Bob or like something like that, you know, cuz there's like I don't know, there's a lot of physical just really like outward funny stuff in what about Bob. And so I think I was kind of ex like judging off of that and like uh, meatballs, uh, how he is in Caddyshack. I, I was expecting him to be uh, a little different. Yeah. And Chris Elliott's underused in it. He's got a, a, a role in it, though. But I, I, I really like Chris Elliott from uh, you know his TV show and, and all that. So I wanted him to be in it more. But um, I did enjoy it more like uh because i've seen it several times throughout the years you know because everybody loves groundhog's day and and i've actually enjoyed it more like uh later on you know maybe yeah. just maturity uh but yeah, yeah groundhog day was another huge one which makes it which always is weird because i'm like ah oh, man that's not my favorite bill murray movie yeah <laughs> What about Bob and Groundhog Day are back to back, you know, pretty big hits. Um, and they're I, so different, though. Yeah, you know? it's really weird what happens to after that because 
before Wes Anderson revives him in 98, which we'll discuss on the next uh, program, uh, he goes through this dark period that we're talking now. We'll go after Groundhog Day is a dark period. What's the next one? Um, stuff. I, oh, uh, Mad Dog and Glory, which I didn't see. Uh, Ed Wood, uh, yeah. which, which I don't remember. I, I've seen Ed Wood, but I don't remember it. Yeah, he has a small role in it. I mean, maybe fourth billing, and I've never been a huge fan of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Kingpin, uh, Space Jam. And the Larger Than Life, and... Uh, uh, yeah, Man uh, The Man Who Knew Too Little. Yeah, so whenever I think of this era, I think of his starring roles, and his starring roles were larger than life than Man Who Knew Too Little. Whereas his supporting performances, he does great in Mad Dog and Glory, but no one saw that movie. Um, he does great in Ed Wood, or it does he's in Ed Wood, and everyone thinks it's great. I don't think it's that great. And then his other one you said was Space Jam, which was a you know fun deal, but never you know it would have been a hit or a flop without him either way. Um, right. He. Yeah. I I only remember Michael Jordan in the Looney Tunes. I honestly kind of forgot that he was he was in there. <laughs> yeah, I just saw it a couple of years ago, so I remember it more. And but Newman, I remember more than him. Uh, and Jordan. So, um, Wood. Mad Dog and Glory, just to explain for the listeners, is Robert De Niro playing the main role that he's a crime scene photographer and that David Caruso is his friend or partner, I don't know. Um, and that uh, somehow Robert De Niro saves Bill Murray's life in a robbery and Bill Murray plays like the head of the mafia. And... Um, Anyway, Bill Murray ends up giving him a this prostitute to live with him, and he, he ends up liking the prostitute. And then Bill Murray tries to kill him a lot of times. So it's it's a crazy movie when you think that that Robert De Niro and uh, Bill Murray Uma, are in a movie together. You know? And Uma Thurman. I uh, yeah. I just... Yeah, uh, it, it's a great movie. I I, I really have no I have no issues with the movie. Uh, it's maybe the the last part of it's not as good as the beginning, but uh, but yeah, that one didn't do well, and um, Ed Wood was popular with the critics. Um, larger, wait, what's first? Larger than life or Man Who Knew Too Little? Uh, larger than life came first. Okay, have you seen Larger Than Life? I don't uh, know. I it's uh. Him and an elephant? I definitely yeah, didn't see this. Choice. It really is such a strange choice. I think he had a good deal. <laughs> you know? It's crazy, you know? You think of all the which He goes, uh, what about Bob with Richard Dreyfus? He goes, uh, um, Groundhog Day with that big cast, the Andy McDowell. Goes to Ed Wood, he goes this. Then he picks out an elephant and Janine Garofalo and Matthew McConaughey before he's famous. So it's a strange, strange bit. Obviously, I don't think the movie did too well, but it's a pretty good comedy. Uh, a lot of things he's got to say to the elephant over and over again, and the elephant's got to, you know, 
go to his this spot, go to that spot, you know, break this chair, do that. Uh, they got to take, you know, get it in a, uh, when you, like a road trip. They got to go here. They got to go there. And it's, it's a cute elephant. It's a Africa or it's a, you know, one of the elephants, a big elephant. Uh, and um, I, I don't know why he made it. Maybe he just wanted to do it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what? I, I'm trying to see what the rating is. Like, is <laughs> yeah, it uh, yeah, oh, okay, PG? Yeah, it must sound crazy to you. <laughs> okay. I think I know. Because, uh, okay, so this came out in 97. Uh, wow. or, oh, 96. So oh, I would have been like 15 when this came out. And this is kind of a kid movie. I know. I think everyone thought, what is he doing in this? Because his audience was people like our age. And then he's making this for people that don't even know who he is. Or right. So, I, that's why I missed this one is because I thought I, I probably thought I was too cool for it. Um, yeah, although, although reading the description, I wish I had like I might go watch this because it sounds ridiculous. Like he re receives a telegram that his circus clown father has passed away and left him a huge inheritance. And it's an elephant, and so <laughs> yeah, and he's a motivational speaker to begin with. So then he became yeah. he gets the elephant involved in that. I think I forget how. So um, he's basically going on a road trip with a with an elephant. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, oh, and you're you need, you need to lose some weight. You got to get in this car, and you know all these different things. Um, I yeah. I may have to go watch this. This sounds absolutely ridiculous. I, I, mean, I might... when I really enjoyed it. Just you know, you just turn your mind off, and you don't have much expectation uh, for it being you know anything beyond just like this like children's movie. Yeah, it's, not, it's just silly. It just sounds yeah. silly. Like, who, like, the premise of having a circus clown father is ridiculous. And then you add, you know, what would your circus clown father leave you in a will? An elephant, of course. <laughs> yeah, it's basically like, Cap it's like Captain Ron, but instead of a boat, it's a yeah, elephant. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, man. So without the family. Oh. So after that, or I was, but I'm sure he planned, I'm sure he filmed Kingpin and Larger Than Life around the same time. And he's like, oh, I'm going to have one for the adults and one for the children. And uh, yeah, I saw Kingpin. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't think Kingpin did too well in theaters, but I saw it too. And uh, it's, you know, Randy Quaid's in it. It's his second movie with Randy Quaid, even though it doesn't. Yeah, Woody Harrelson. Yeah, Woody Harrelson. This one's incredible. I don't know what happened to the redhead. Maybe she was me too. I don't know. Um, super fun. Yeah. Or not oh, the oh, like, oh, not the me too. That's bad. That that's bad. But yeah, the, uh, she's, from, uh, she's from Weird Science, the TV show. I remember now. Um, so at least she had some other work to do. We saw this movie because uh, I thought she did pretty good. Vanessa uh, oh, Angel. Yeah, Vanessa Angel, gosh. A redhead, very, very good looking, and um, some good scenes, just that how we're trying to hustle people to get money and go on the road. And his character is awful. Uh, he's 
uh, Bill Murray, the, the main villain kind of in it. Um, you know, he does good. But it's, his character, you don't like him much because you want Woody Harrelson to succeed. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, I, I've heard they're going to make a sequel to this. Someone that's an entertainment reporter who has recently been fired, he reported that. So I don't really feel that that's a reliable story. Um, but uh, That would be... I would definitely watch... Old, like older, you know, Woody Harrelson's kind of old now, getting old. I would definitely watch Woody Harrelson, Randy Quaid in his second Kingpin movie. <laughs> I know. I'm so surprised that in the 90s, you know, once they realized how much of a hit it was on, on video and cable, um, it, it's a classic. They could have franchised it. Yeah, it's a great movie. Uh, the best bowling movie, uh, the best. Of many sport movies, in fact. Um, but unfortunately, he's not top billing in it, never really gets full credit for it. Um, it wasn't yeah, I forget he's in it sometimes, to be honest. I forget Bill Murray is in Kingpin sometimes, yeah, to be honest. Someone else, even, you know, it really could have. Uh, but he's good. He's got some good uh, things in it. The next one, I'm curious to see if you've seen this one. I think it's called The Man Who too, Knew Too Little. Yeah, no, I didn't. I haven't seen that one. Okay, that's really interesting. I mean, that's, I think, I, I don't remember the woman. It might be Sean Young. Um, but yeah, it's it's just a turkey. It's a real turkey of a movie. Um, I saw it in theaters. I don't know. Why, I guess I just saw a lot of his movies, uh, except for Larger Than Life. But this one, uh, in theater, I think was empty. It came out in maybe the summer of that year, and it did very poorly. And people were concerned as to what direction his career is going. Yeah. So I, I, I'm trying to explain if this is a story. I guess he's a spy and he just starts forgetting stuff, or he's a he's a detective. Uh, but yeah, I, I, yeah, I, that's I, what. It, yeah, it, it, he's a. Uh, Detective, like uh, a very bad detective. Yeah. Or he, he's mistaken for a spy, and uh, and go. must stop an uh, assassination. I'm gonna rewatch it. I'd love to find it and see how, you know how bad it is. Um, but um, that's basically his career. The first eighteen years or so. Um, and then to give you guys a preview for next time, we'll be discussing the second part of his career in which he's been nominated for many awards, but he does not have the same kind of freewheeling comedies that we have in this era. So we'll have to discuss if we want them, if we would have wanted him to be in a more freewheeling comedy in the, the next part and, you know, all sorts of, uh, variables with that if you like his more uh, awards friendly movies so this is incredible we already got 40 minutes in uh so we don't cut off on the next uh little stanza of time let's wrap up with our um closing thoughts on uh the first 18 or 19 years of his career the 
it sets a good precedent because uh, I was a huge fan uh, of his earlier stuff. And then in the 90s, it was kind of, I guess, kind of hit or miss, but I still, you know, still always like Bill Murray because I still always had Caddyshack and Ghost, or not Caddyshack, uh, Meatballs and Ghostbusters to watch. Um, but the, I do really like his uh, Wes Anderson phase. Uh, so I'm looking forward to talking about that. Like, uh, so I guess, yeah, From some of his later movies yeah, are, are great. So we go from Meatballs to Rushmore, and then from Rushmore on. Uh, if I could just point out, I think his feud with Chevy Chase, you know, obviously they didn't get along. They got in a fight during Saturday Night Live. They had the one scene in Caddyshack. Um, I feel if they had gotten along better in the 80s and 90s, that obviously it would have been better for their career. They would have been able to make a movie together, like literally them as two main guys. And, right. Uh, you know, they could have written together. They could have done this, that. And then basically another thing is that Bill, instead of, I mean, I love Larger Than Life. I mean, as a concept. I like that he's making movies in the 90s, but those aren't exactly the greatest. So it's like he could have just done Ghostbusters 3 right after Groundhog Day. And then it, it wouldn't have even had to have been that he got on to another phase. You know, it's just been, oh, I'm still right. You know, <laughs> so... Um, Egos. Yeah. Um, but well, uh, yeah, for the episode, uh, plug, uh, check me out at trashcanconductor.com. Uh, you can find me at that at most social medias, just to wrap it up in a, in a bundle. I do music, uh, cartoons, uh, have other podcasts and stuff, and you can find it all at trashcanconductor.com. Yeah, check out some of Ryan's work. It's incredible. And the uh, Job Guys on YouTube as well, his show that he wrote and was uh, involved in. And um, keep staying tuned to Mr. Matinee channel here on, on the audio podcast. And uh, we thank you all for your, your great listenership. And we'll have a couple of your emails that keep pouring in. So thank you so much. We'll, we'll read more on uh, next uh episode where we discuss from Rushmore and beyond on Bill Murray. Thank you so much, Ryan. This was fun. Yeah, sure was. Can't wait to finish. All right. All right. Sounds good.